Hello everyone and welcome to the Brisbane Football Review NPL 2019 Preview Special. It is James Scott and Adam here and we're ready to look ahead to a fantastic season of local football. Adam, how are we? I'm good. Scott? Looking forward to this. It was great last season and the best game I saw 2018 was the two clashes I saw between Lions and Olympic with the FFA Cup and the Grand Final. Looking forward to more of the same. It was fantastic. Absolutely. We've got plenty of uh, stuff coming up in this show for you. We're going to go through every NPL club and we've been able to speak to most of them over the past couple of weeks. So we hope you enjoy what we're about to put out and there's a lot to look forward to. Yeah, no, look, this season I think is on track to be served, you know, the best season ever. It's a longer season, but, you know, a lot more teams and a lot more chances of, you know, of doing well this season. Absolutely. All right, so right off the bat, uh, contact information, uh, brisbanefootballreview at gmail.com, Facebook, The Raw Review, we're still working on changing that name to Brisbane Football Review, and Twitter at BNE Football. Instagram and Snapchat is non-existent because, well, why? Nah, we're not kids. Hey, <laughs> nothing wrong with Instagram. But anyway, um, we're going to start off talking about the top four teams, and we're going to throw to a couple of interviews first. Top of four all. from last season. Top four from last season. <laughs> yes, the defending top four. Yep. And we're going to start off uh, talking about Lions, Olympic, Morton Bay, and Western Pride. And we're going to start off with a couple of interviews. So joining now by Lions coach Ryan Ryan, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, guys. Second season in the NPL here now. Last year you won the double. Is it a different mentality this year in terms of being the hunted? Or? We are the hunted, yeah, obviously, in the, in the sense that obviously we had a successful year. We won the double, and um, so uh, obviously we need to make sure our mentality is still strong and then we're hungry to succeed and try and achieve something again this year. Um, pre-season, obviously, uh, hosting Silver Boot again. Um, how do you think you guys are going at the moment? I think we're going okay. We're progressing nicely. It's uh, still early days, um, although we don't have much time. <laughs> it's pretty short pre-season, so uh, where we are now, I'm pretty happy, and uh, we're just going to try and make sure we're as ready as we can be for round one against Peninsula. A couple of new signings to squad: Adam Sawyer, Joe Duckworth for two, Chris Hacker as well. What do you expect from players like that new squad? Yeah, look, we didn't bring a massive amount of players in. We lost five. I think we brought in four. Um, then also added some quality good young players as well. So I think what we have added has added real quality and improved us. Um, so I'm really excited by the, the combination of Hatfield and Duckworth. I think they're going to add a lot to us. And unfortunately, if Ads, he's injured, but we're looking forward to get him back in the park. He'll provide real quality for us and, and, and um, great uh, competition for places in their midfield. So last year, you also won a great cup run in the national finals and you back up. Is that a priority again this year to get back on the national stage? Oh, look, that's a bonus. It's always nice to do. We'd love to say we could do it every year, but it's extremely hard. Um, if we uh, are lucky enough to find ourselves back in that stage, um, then uh, we'll be absolutely delighted as a club. We'll be wrapped. But I don't think it's something you can put in your planning. We, you know, you're always hopeful and you, you want to try and do well, but so many different factors come into it, you know, in terms of the draw, what you get. And, you know, last year we uh, had to overcome some hurdles. And, you know, even when we played at the Olympic, it was an epic match. And, we progress, but sometimes the ball, the bounce of the ball goes your way, sometimes it doesn't. So uh, we'll try and do as well as we can, and we won't set any specific targets about what that is. So mid-season after some last year, Mark Madley was such a huge inspirational addition for you. Expecting more of the same from that this year, from him this year? 
Yeah, he's a quality player. I think I said went on the record last year and said it was a player we wanted and we chased for two years and we finally got him and um, he made a huge difference. But I expect the same from him. You know, I expect what he gave us and what we knew he'd give us, you know, and he, he compliments the way we like to play and we expect him to come in again and, uh, this season and hit the ground running and do what we expect. I said it would miss me not to ask this, but obviously your name has been thrown around as far as, you know, a potential headache for, you know, you know, I've not asked that directly, but do you have sort of ambitions to um, coach at a higher level, at a federal level? Um, it's really something I get asked a lot, and it's, it's something that I have to be honest and say I don't think too much about. I, um, I really answer that question by saying I'm enjoying life I've got a great job um, I get to see my kids I enjoy football I love football I enjoy being involved at this level um, honestly if it came I'd, I'd look at it if it was offered I'd look at it but it's um, it's not something that I give too much thought to at the moment I know that obviously the Roar are having their um, struggles at the moment but I just look at that as we need to get behind Darren and the team and hope they improve because it's important for our state to have a successful um, A-League side. So that's my focus for them and I focus here at Lions and try and do the best job I can. Yeah. Obviously getting back now to NPL, um, obviously, you know, as, as champion and whatnot, of, of your squad, who, who do you, who's the players to work out for this season? Well, I think, you know, uh, the biggest thing that we have here is, you know, we, we like to see ourselves as a team, a collective team. We uh, we like to work hard. We, we certainly feel like we were the hardest working team last year and we got our re rewards because of it. But, um, you know, I could list a whole host of players and it probably wouldn't be fair to every one of them. You know, there, there's lots of good players in our team and they all do their job really well. Um, so I know it's probably a boring cliche answer, but I wouldn't like to single anyone out. I just, as a collective unit, I hope we all contribute this year at times and we all play our part to try and be successful. I'm looking ahead to round one if that finish the car. I hope you're familiar with um, from last year. What are your thoughts on that match? I oh, look I, I always prepare for that game, you know, knowing that we're coming up against a really, really good football team. Um, we've done well against them and I know that they're aware of that, the coaching staff there, but as I say to them, you know, it's gonna turn from one day. They're they're an extremely good team and, and we've managed to get some good results to get them lately, but we know that they're more than capable on their day of um, beating any side and we hope it's not us round one. We hope we, we get off to a great start. But, um, but yeah, we just have to wait and see. Best luck this season ahead. Great. Thanks, boys. Cheers. I'm sure joined now by Olympic coach Ben Khan. Ben, thanks for joining us. No problem. Three seasons almost over. Must be glad to get on the way. Yeah, look, um, we, we've, we've still got a, an extra week on top of everybody else. We, we've obviously got the bye in the first round, so uh, we've still got two weeks of training left. Uh, before we go into our first game, um, it looked nice to have the extra bit of time and, and keep working on stuff and refining some of the details. Well, you played a couple of games in preseason. What have you learned from those about your side? Yeah, look, we we're um, you know we've, we we know exactly where we're at, exactly where we're strong, and exactly where we uh, we still need to improve. And um, you know that for me. Is the you know the purpose of preseason? It's one one to get the the right level of conditioning into the players, and we're well on track with that. And two is to uh, make sure that um, you know that the, the way we want to play is is bedded in. So um, yeah, ha happy with the progress so far. A couple of notes to your side, Chris Lucas, Joe Rochelle. What are you expecting from those players in the front third? Look, both are exceptional players with, with great goal-scoring records. Um, both are really hungry to, to kick on and, and, and um, you know, top, top their records, top their performances. 
but I've been really impressed with both of them as individuals as how they want to buy into the way the team wants to play, how hard they work without the ball, uh, and both are really driven to improve themselves and become better footballers. So, uh, yeah, re- re- expecting expecting a lot from both of them. Last season's Olympic return to the France play very well, make the grand final for just short. Do you think before they going one step further this year? Of course, it's um, it, it, uh, you know we've we've got a, a really strong squad, uh, ambitious players, ambitious staff. Um, I, I think I think that anybody within our organisation that doesn't want or or believe that uh, we should be right up there come the end of the season probably shouldn't be here. There's been a couple of really tough matches against Leeds. Looking forward to a lock, locking heads with them again over the course of the year. Yeah, look, um, obviously last year. Um, uh, you know, our season got defined by by the Lions games, really. Um, so, look, you know, lo- lots of respect for for Warren Moon and and his players and and the club in general and, and what they've what they achieved last year. And uh, you know, we know in some of those games we were the better team and a bit unfortunate. So we'll be we'll take that belief into the season and um, you know make sure make sure that we're 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 another level from where we were last year. But it's not just Lions. It's you know this this year looks exceptionally strong in the NPL. I think there's you know there's probably about eight teams that, that believe they should be in the top four. So it's going to be really interesting to see how that pans out. Look, Stasha also made the FFA Cup. Are you, looking, are you hoping to get back to that level again on the national stage and hopefully play an interstate team this time? Oh, absolutely. Look, at the, we don't put too much focus on, on who we want to play and who we want to draw. Uh, we, we just... Um, you know, we're just uh, you know, uh, very determined to, to progress as far as we can in the competition. One, one young player on your side last year really shone out, Jez, Jez Loftus. Are you expecting more of the same from him this year? Yeah, it's a ma- massive year for Jez. Jez came to us as a, a young player, uh, already with some good MPL experience, but um, you know, may- maybe, maybe um, his expectations were slightly lower and ours were lower of him at the start of the season than they are this year. You know, this year... Uh, all the opposition will know about Jez and will, will have made plans to deal with him. So, um, you know, it's important for Jez and his development that he, he uh, finds ways to vary his game and we as a team find ways to, to keep him keep him in, in the positions that he can influence games from. As a relatively young coach, how do you find it dealing with some of the more experienced players in your squad? Uh, n- not a problem. They're, they're, they're human beings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, look, no, we, we've, we've got... We've got you know, really, really good senior players, really good leaders. Uh, I've got a great relationship with all of them, and uh, they're 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 really important and instrumental into to the way I want my culture and environment run here. And they do a great do- job of driving that. Well, you mentioned you've got the buy in round one. How you prefer for the extra couple of weeks? Your first game is against Mackay. Have you had a chance to see them yet? What are you looking forward to in that match? No, it's re- look, it's really difficult to watch Mackay because of the distance involved, and they generally play local games or you know, North Queensland games in pre-season. So. Um, we look. I've done my research on uh, their new coach. I've watched six of his games from last season. Um, now, obviously, he's got new players and a new team and in a new competition, so you can't take too much. But we got an idea of how he likes to play and uh, some characteristics of his team. Um, and look, you know, they're down here playing against Gold Coast Knights on the weekend, so we'll we'll make sure that we uh, we watch them in detail and we're prepared for our trip up there. Thank you very much and good luck with season ahead. No worries, thank you. Cheers. Hello everyone, this is Adam from the Brisbane Football Review and I'm um, with, the, with uh, Morton Bay coach Puri Nabi. Puri, you've just um, completed your third game here at Silverboot, um, a 2-1 win. How did you go tonight? Oh, just a, 
I can say absolutely totally different half. And in the first half, we dominated all the game. We played a fantastic football, great brand of the football. I cannot be, I cannot find the right word to appreciate how the boys they perform. In the second half, I would say we didn't turn up and we lost, we turned over a lot of the balls. We didn't have a really good shape. We, in a defensive phase, probably we were disorganized. And opposition side, they came back and they performed, to be honest, much better. They, they traveled the ball much better than us. They tried to get the ball between the line really well and they create opportunities. And yeah, and probably the one player sent up in the second half, he didn't help us at all. And just we needed to be focused and just keep defending to ensure to pick a result when you are one of players less, yeah. So in, in general, your pre-season so far, um, how, how's it been going Sorry, in terms of the season? Uh, if I want to say, I, I would say I can say in terms of the playing uh, group, in terms of the squad uh, we have built up so far, and we are still building on a squad, and we still have a two or three spots available, which there are some players they're getting a trial, and we try to make a really strong squad against them as a last season. And in a, in terms of the performance wise, I would say before the Christmas, and we didn't perform really well, and the boys it took a time for them to understand the game model, how we want to play. And in a, after the Christmas, when we're back, and I think the players uh, step by step getting a better idea in terms of the football we want to play. And yeah, the game by game we're getting better. And against the Logan, we played a great football. Against the couple of our, we were we weren't the best. And tonight again, same as what I said, we had a two different half. First half where they played a great brand of football, and second half not the best, you know. Yeah. Um, obviously, um, we remember talking to you at the finals here um, that you're going to keep a settled squad. You got a couple of new players: um, Adam Chandler, uh, Mustafa Jafari, and uh, Dong Kim from Cambodia. Of those three, who do you think is going to make sort of an impact this season? Look, uh, Dong is a typical South, uh, typical Asian player. He's a South Korean boy, and he's uh, technically he's a super. He's fantastic. His game around is sensational. But I think it takes a chance for him to adopt Australian football, which is a more physical football. And definitely, he will be a really influential player for us for the next season. And we uh, have uh, some other players, young players. They're coming through to our junior rank. The players, some as a Declan uh, Smith, plays uh, number ten tonight, and the Chamba. And I would say they will be definitely shining for the next. Season. Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah, I was, was going to ask um, overall who's the player to watch um, in, in your squad this season that could, that, yeah, could give you success. Look, I, I would say I would love to say more young players to be watched yeah. because the experienced players that Alex Janowski played more than 100, 150 games easily in NPL yeah. and he's a sensational player, he's a sensational leader. But apart from him, I would love to just to say the players name is Riscon Jones. He's 19 years old, he played in a centre back, he dominates really well and he knows what to do as a centre back and we try to help him to go to the next level. And the players name is Declan Smith, he's a 19 years old, he's a striker, so he can score the goal, he's a physical right he understands the games really well he works really hard and Omar Sedegi he we, ha we had him probably in our junior rank and then he went to the Brisbane Royal Youth System and then he back again and these days I would say he dominate all the good line yep. he, he does really well these days yeah yeah but last question is the players coming yeah. on for the next game uh, uh, overall of the competition who do you think is the major threat to to win this season in terms of the, you mean the top four or uh, the strongest just, one? Just, just the whole, Look, whole 2019, I'm telling you from now on, just be way to watch the, the best ever season of the NPL. And that's the beauty of the competition. And NPL is getting stronger and stronger. And the next season, I would say at least six or seven teams, they go for the title race, guarantee. And some of the teams, they made a really strong squad. And we want to be there. And we aim to definitely make a finals. And we definitely push to go for a title race as well, same as the last season. Excellent. Thanks for your time, Puriya. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
And now it's Western Pride's turn on the Brisbane Football Review NPL Preview Special, and we're joined by the club captain, Cameron Crestani. Cameron, welcome to the show. Thanks, mate. It's a pleasure to be a part of it. All right, now we're trying our new phone recording system here, so you're our first guest to actually not appear in person. So let's see how this all goes. <laughs> it should be interesting. <laughs> That's right. So uh, what was your reaction to being named club captain for Pride? Uh, for me, uh, it was a privilege uh, to, to be named captain and of the club. I've been part of the club for a year and a half now and they've made me feel very welcome. So uh, it's a pleasure to be head of head of the men's team there and and um, the community out there has been amazing. So uh, hopefully I can uh, repay the faith in, in the fans and the club and the players. Yeah, so what's your leadership style? Is it lead by example or more by yelling at everybody? <laughs> uh, it's probably a bit of a mix of both. Um, and it's... The, the yelling side of things is more more of a, a constructive side of thing. Um, but yeah, the, I don't think there's anything else that, that gets another player going than than someone that, that leads by example, whether that's uh, a tackling or or a, or a goal or um, good passing and stuff like that. So um, probably a mix of both, and hopefully they can balance each other out, and I can do a good enough job. Yeah, definitely. So um, how was your off season? Yeah, look, it was good. I. Um, I we uh, had a few trials and stuff, and um, I ended up going back to my hometown, uh, Stanthorpe, for about three and a half months, um, and worked on a strawberry farm down there, uh, and then just commuted back and forth uh, a couple of times a week for training. Uh, but we've had a pretty good uh, off-season. Uh, the pre-season training's never fun, but you've got to do it. So <laughs> we've built a, built a good group and had a few bonding sessions and stuff, so no, it's been good. Speaking of building a good group, obviously there's been a bit of a turnover with your roster as well. How's that been received? Yeah, look, it, it's going to happen in football. Um, probably the, the volume of people that left in the period of time um, and when they did leave probably didn't help us out. But um, look, I think we've got the people in the place that, that still keeps things going and we've got enough experience still throughout the group that um, we should be able to adjust, adjust accordingly to that. Yeah, definitely. So, obviously, last year you guys were defending champions. This year, Lions have got the target on your back. So, how's it, what's different for you guys this year, I suppose, not operating as the hunted team? Um, I guess I guess if we did a bit of their homework and stuff on us last season, uh, and then they'll use that again on us this season. Uh, we obviously, obviously, Lions are the benchmark, so that's uh, who everyone's looking forward to, to playing and, and trying to figure a way um, have to dismantle their team down and stuff like that. So uh, I think we'll just continue to do the same thing and go about our business our way and, and worry about the opponents um, on game day. And whatever they change, they change, and we'll just keep trying to adjust our way to, to win football matches. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so what for Western Pride men's team constitutes a successful season this year? Um, I, think, I think top four is definitely... Uh, a massive target for us um, and we also uh, a lot of people know the history of the, the FFA Cup and, and we don't really have a, a long run into that so I think a, a good run into that and uh, top four would probably be um, a successful season for us I reckon. Certainly, alright so obviously counting down the days to round one, how are you dealing with the I suppose nerves and anxiety and excitement about getting the season started again? Yeah look I think um it's been good we're playing in that inner city cup, so it means less training for us. So I think it's just <laughs> um, 
and just getting getting game by game, trying to be able to get that, that fitness and stuff where it, where it's meant to be, and then just just continuing to just go about everyday life. Um, but obviously, the first game of the season is a big thing, and and we want to make the start off on the right foot. So um, there'll definitely be nerves and anxiety there. I guess it's just how players deal with it differently. Um, but I think we we should be fine with it, and and hopefully we can just go out there and perform. Certainly. All right. So we're closing off with a couple of standard questions across all the clubs. So. Aside from yourself, obviously, what, who's one player we should really be looking out for at Western Pride this year? I think, I think you, if you have a look, um, Alex Parsons will be a big, a big revelation to the competition this year. He's, he's got a, uh, a few NPL games under his belt and a few goals, so uh, I think he's, he's quite the talent, and um, that's something that defenders should be looking out for and uh, goalkeepers. So, yeah, I think Alex Parsons is probably... The one player I'd, I'd definitely put my hand up and say it'd be an issue to deal with this year. And do you have a title tip? Pardon, sorry. Do you have a title tip? Who's going to win? Title tip? Oh, look. Um, you can say pride. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like. I'd like to say us, but then I think you, you're probably throwing in um, potential power the newcomers. Um, they'll be something different, and, and they've they've got a lot of quality there. And then obviously Lions and, and Winkick. Between and then he's in there, he's a pretty good top four, I reckon. Certainly. And uh, we'll just close off with the special mention of the pit you guys have out there at Briggs Road. Yeah, look, that was a super problem. It's what I've been a part of. Um, the way they get involved with us, um, the way that they're received by the club and, and the community, they're, they're a special bunch of people and they make game day amazing. And it's, it's just amazing to turn up to Briggs Road and see those guys at the back and, and on away trips as well they're there so they're a dedicated dedicated bunch of, bunch of people and um, it's just a pleasure to, to play for them and for the fans so they're, yeah they're quality and I've heard a few of those guys actually hoping for a away day out at Mackay this year so you might have a fair bit of travelling support up there as well yeah I think they're the Mackay trip is so um, I think they, they're going to be on the plane up there for us and, and I think that'll be a good spectacle for but not only the game of football, but promoting Queensland as well. Certainly. All right, well, Cameron, thank you very much for your time today and best of luck for the season coming. We'll definitely be seeing you out at Briggs Road this season. Not a problem. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. All right, and first of all, thank you very much to those clubs for their time and uh, accommodating our pestering. <laughs> Let's get started and talk about the chances of those uh, two clubs this season and start off with Lions, who really haven't... Uh, decided to stay still. They've gone on a pretty aggressive recruiting drive, bringing in some players that I think are going to have a pretty big impact. Yeah, they have. I mean, the champions have gotten better because three players, three players in the front that he didn't quite deliver last year, Jason McQuarrie, John Carlos Salas, and Kyle Glockner, they're out and they've brought in, obviously, Chris Hatfield and um, Joe Duckworth from Western Pride, Hatfield from South West Queensland Thunder, and a young guy, Keegan Yelichich from Rochdale Rovers, I believe, who's been scoring for fun in the preseason. Those three look like they've been improvements to that front third, which was already firing, particularly after the mid-season acquisition of Marek Madley last year. I mean, they've got a supremely talented front third now. And having Madley for the full season, that's just only going to help their chances as well. Oh, yeah. I think um, he, he went on a scoring turn. I think his his recruitment was what really um, sort of turned the yeah. screws last season for Lions to go on, the, on a long run, which ended up you know netting him all the, all the trophies and all the success in the, in the FA Cup and... 
and as well, not there for FA Cup because he was actually cup tied, but and also the NPL uh, national finals. Um, so look, it, it's it's almost hard to believe that you know the, the defending champions have gotten better. But I think this is the case of this Lions team. It is a very very good sign. They're going to be the team to beat. Well, I think this squad has been assembled with not only defending their yeah. local title in mind, but also I think it's probably also being done with yeah. NPL National and FFA Cup ambitions. Yes, and also I forgot to mention the other in for them is Adam Sawyer, the former Brisbane Royal Youth Team captain. So thought that even further, even more depth in the midfield, which was also he, very strong last year. And if things weren't um, weren't so good enough for him as well, to bring in um, a good young keeper in Jackson Riley, who, for those who may not remember, he actually played against Sydney FC in in um, the FFA Cup tie against... Um, well, for playing four cans, so look, yeah, he's 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 um a prospect for the future as well. So this from top to bottom, this squad from um lines are going to be very very good. But I do want to talk about the situation at the very top of the club as well with Warren Moon. Now, as you heard in the interview with him, you guys asked you know about his ambition to coach with the Raw. Well, just professionally, generally, not necessarily with the Raw. Well, coach professionally, yep. and his name has been linked to the Brisbane vacant Brisbane Royal job, which yep. at the time of recording is still vacant, we should yep. point out. Mm-hmm. But I suppose how important is it for Lions to keep that leader in place and you know have that consistent voice? Uh, look, for, for mine, um, and this is, I think, a credit to the side, I'd, I, I, a question, coach, yeah. I, 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 I question, look, Warren Moon, we know he's a good coach, but this side, I think, has been assembled in such a way that I think that you know, if he was to go on to other things, if if he chose to, you know, we've got to be careful how how we structure it. I still think they would have yeah. the relative level of success that this, this is. That, this is a good sign. I'm not saying yeah. that Warren's you know, some of the parts. Like he's very very important to that, but yeah. I don't think there'd be too concerned if he was to go on to do something, you know, to do something else. Both things can be true. Warren can be a very very good coach, and this can be an extremely talented squad. He can do what Ange couldn't do with yeah. the Raw and actually leave a succession plan in place as well. Highly possible. I think Darren Simon's a very good assistant for him mm. as well at that um, at line. So there's, there are options in place there anyway if Warren were to move on for whatever reason. But I don't think, given his answers you heard, I'm not sure that's, yeah. that's on the on the horizon of him at the moment. I think he's quite happy at Lions. And why wouldn't you be? I mean, yeah, you're winning, yeah. winning games, winning trophies, you're improving your reputation, improving yeah. as a coach. It's... His his it's a stock, good spot to be. His stock will only rise um, depending on how successful this, this side is. So, and we maybe there's sort of a, there is that obviously that link. I know uh, lines on like a science. There is that link with the raw coach job. But you know what? In a year's time, there might be other links to other A League clubs, other opportunities. Given that, so even overseas, what we saw with Graham Harvey, the former championship winning coach for the Western Pride, he went to Asia as an assistant coach, I believe. So, and it was also pointing out worth pointing out. Warren Moon is still very, very young. So yeah. for him, there is no rush to, that's I right. suppose, take the first job that comes up as well. So I think that's just one other point for discussion as well. Now we're going to move on to another promising young coach, Ben Kahn and Olympic. Now they've lost Danny Byrne and Shane Stefanudo, but they have brought in Chris Lucas from Bentley Greens, Joel Scholl from East and Danny Driver from the Raw. Joel Scholl was the driving force of the East, so it's got them promoted. So that's a terrific sign. Chris Lucas has been around the traps, both up here in Queensland and down in Victoria for a while. So a, re- a really good attacking team last year have added two very good players in their own right. And just like with the with um, Lions, who had a half season of Madley, going into now a full season. The um, Olympic will now have a full season of Alex Smith, who really turned sure. them around last season. Yeah, we saw so, him in that yeah. uh, NP- uh, FFA Cup 
I think it was, qualifier out at Brisbane City yes. where he was phenomenal. Yep. So they'll have a full season of Alex Smith and he really straightened them up in terms of giving them a real focal point in the front third. So now to have him there for a full season alongside some of the other young players who will improve, like a Jez Lofthouse, for example, yep. they've got, they've, they also have an embarrassment of riches in that front third. I think I think the uh, Chris Lucas recruitment I think is going to be very tight. I think it's an experience head at this level. I think that will, will make will give them even more stability yeah. sort of in in that midfield. So yeah, look and uh, like the, the old Shoal, his signing as well. He he was the golden boot in the um, the FQPL last yeah. season. So he's obviously gonna he's a go prosper as well as a natural goal scorer. So look, I think if we say the same thing about Lions that they've improved. I actually think Olympic have also yeah. sort of you know improved as well. And the thing about Olympic is, is we've we just talked about how Lions were the other clear favourites after the fact that they've improved so much after winning the double in both game two of the three games. I didn't see the first game, but the first, the second game in the FA Cup and the final, Olympic were well and truly in those games and arguably on top yep. in both of those games for large parts. And then Lions found a way to win. So it's not like there are a million miles behind no. them in terms of quality. This could be again another couple of great matchups this year. That's right. Now, moving on to Morton Bay. Adam, I think this is going to be your specialty, uh, talking about the club up there. Yep. <laughs> they're, my, they're my local club, so there's a little bit of allegiance, but... Yeah. But yeah. Oh, oh, sorry, I thought there was more. No, 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 no. Well, look, I, look they, they, they've been consistent over the last few years. You know, they've, they've made the finals. Um, again, you know, a couple of key signings. Um, Mustafa Jafari uh, comes in comes in from southwest Queensland. Uh, Adam Chandler will just you know, give a bit of uh, experience to their defence. So coming from Redlands, and I guess the I guess the interest player in that, in the I guess the mystery player will be how uh, Dong Kim goes from um, from Cambodia. So the and their own loss was um, Brenton Fox, who was again he was a you know an integral part of their success last season. But I still think that they will they will still you know they'll be up there certainly. All right, now. Um You've got now moving on to Western Pride, who obviously, as you just heard, we conducted our first phone interview with. So it's nice to know that's actually back on the yeah. cards. And talk about what's going on there with uh, new Captain Cameron Crestani. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, I'm actually well. I think there's we've seen this was a side that won the premier the grand final two yeah. years ago, but there's been quite a lot of change out, out in Ipswich. It's very interesting. They've obviously lost Joe Duckworth, which we just talked about with Lions. They've lost Andrew Pengelly to strikers. We'll get to. They lost their captain to Brisbane City. It's that really good side they built of home core players from the Ipswich region which they put together, which was so great to watch. Unfortunately, it's now breaking up a little bit for them. It's a bit of a shame because it was such a good side to watch when they were on on their form in their best days. They were a fantastically great attacking team to watch, and even without Wenzel Halls last year when he left for the A League, they were still more than capable of continuing and obviously made the top four as we talked about. So they've now lost the key players who got them there though. That's the problem for them and this might be unfortunately a bit of a rebuilding season for them. But that being said though, like when they won the grand final, like, obviously they were, you know, a very yeah. good team in their own right there, yeah. but a couple of shrewd mid season signings yeah. and they were right up there in the mix. So you can't really rule that out from happening That's again. A good point because when they won the grand final, no halfway through the season they were mid table, you're right, and nobody picked them to even go make the finals that season. They really just came from nowhere Absolutely. as a bright, young, attacking team. And they may very well have some players out there who can do that again. Hopefully they do because the competition will be better for them being a good side. Absolutely. And Briggs Road can get pretty raucous when it needs to. It can also get very, very cold out there. So <laughs> rug up if you go out there. Finally, a year and a half ago. <laughs> yes. All right. Now we're going to move on to the chasing pack, starting off uh, with our interview with Brisbane Strikers. 
So back now with the Brisbane Strikers coach, Owen Baker. Owen, thanks for joining us. No worries, thank you. Thanks for having me. A good hit out against Morton Bay, so how do you think your side played? Yeah, listen, uh, we're, we're, st we're still a way off. Um, and probably being at our best, it's a, it's a new group sort of coming together. Um, I thought we started the game quite well, um, and Morton Bay probably scored against the run of play, but then obviously we conceded very shortly after that. So that was a big blow for us today, and we've got to learn from that um, and not let that happen again. Um, and obviously just keep working on those combinations in the final third to make sure that when we, we are on top and we do have chances that we you know we put them away uh, but that we you know we trust that will come with time you mentioned the front third a couple of new signs for Ari Nathan you and Andy Pengelly we're expecting from players like that in the front third yeah listen um, I mean Andy's already shown his uh, goal scoring ability in the in the three games that we played in the silver boot he's, uh, he's a young lad he's got a lot to learn but he you know he loves sticking the ball in the back of the net and that's um, that's good good ingredient for any team um, and Nathan you can see that you know he's, he's, he's working hard and we're, we're trying to get him into 1v1 areas where he can get the ball across and, uh, and uh, support the front you know Andy and the boys at the top there so it's both, both young lads that um, you know we hope, uh, we hope will fit in well for the strikers wasn't the best year last year for the strikers generally, but there was the offshoot was the fact that a lot of young players got an opportunity. Are you expecting that to continue this year? Yeah, I think um, strikers has always had a strong belief about developing younger players and giving players a chance. And um, you know, we're, we're definitely younger this year than what we were last year. Um, so you know, we 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 will never go away from that as a club. Uh, but we will still try and aim to win every single game we play. Uh, that that will always be the case. The one big loss to the strikers, obviously, was um, Michael Angus, the captain. How big a blow is that? Yeah, listen, you know, Gussie's experience was invaluable to us. Um, he had a good uh, nine years at the club. Um, but, you know, you move on in football. Gussie's moved on to new things now, and uh, it's a new chapter for us. So uh, we wish Gussie all the best, obviously. Uh, but, you know, we've, we've brought in Scotty. We've got uh, young Seb and other players in there, which we know that can play that position. And, uh, you know, I'm excited to see how they're, how they're going to go. Just for listeners in the general football public out there, is there one player on your side that's a player to watch this year? Oh, no, listen, I think, uh, you know, like once we get going, we, we uh, you know, we, we know the qualities that Jake McLean and Fraser Hills bring into the game. And if we can keep uh, Andy Pengelly scoring goals, then that'd be great. But listen, it's a, it's, it's a team. We've got a lot of work to do. We're a long way off being at, at our best. Um, so it's about just, you know, making sure collectively we're a strong unit as possible. Last question, round one at home against Southwest Chris and Thunder, they're also in the silver boot. Have you had a chance to see them yet? Yeah, I have. Uh, yeah, I have. And, um, you know, likewise, uh, you know, the, the, I think I think their best is yet to, still to come. But, they're, you know, you always know when you play against a tournament team that they're, they're hardworking, they'll, they'll put you under a lot of pressure and very hard to beat. So we, we know that round one is going to be a tough game. Thank you and good luck for the season ahead. Thank you very much. Cheers. Alright, so let's start off talking about uh, Brisbane, Brisbane Strikers, actually. Got those two clubs mixed up, which I'm sure will put me in good stead at Perry Park. And... Careful, you'll get in trouble yeah. if you start doing that. Wars have been start over less. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. Anyway, let's start off talking about Brisbane Strikers. Now, you guys did the interview there, so yep. what were your initial thoughts about Strikers as, and their chances this season? I think they're underselling their chances just a little bit, because they're, they're really talking about a rebuilding year. And I think their squad is a little bit better than that. I think the acquisition yeah. of Nathan Yoon is going to be big Nathan Yoon along with Andrew Pengelly, and they've got a good defence. Michael McGowan, the former Redlands captain, joined last year. He's still there. I think they've got Bond Scott, the goalkeeper. I think they've got a team there. Chris Martin Lyons as well. I think they have a team that, well, there are, I guess, other squads in the NPL which are stronger. It's it's a group that's more than capable of competing 
competing in this competition and and going for that fourth position. So I think that they're, they're a very good team. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think there's a bit more interest, intrigue there. Like Greg Hensley's one of those guys yeah. that I've always been interested in what they're what he's capable of because he always seems to be able to make an impact one way or another. And he's off to Sunshine Coast Wanderers. So joining Michael Angus, their captain from last year, that's yep. a bit of a loss actually because he and also I believe Trent Clulo's also not playing. So they do have a couple of losses in the middle of that midfield, but. For mine, Jake McLean's one of the best midfielders in the MPL, and I think he's more than capable of stepping up and really being the driving force in there. And if he can do that, they've got the players in the front third who can score the goals to push them towards finals. And they've also got a really good young group of players coming through who played last season, which Owen Baker talked about in that interview. So absolutely, they've got they've got players they can use. All right, let's move on to Brisbane City now. Make sure I get yep. that right. Yep. Because let's be honest, I don't want to miss out on those pizzas, which are. <laughs> you know, one of the best that I've ever had. You keep calling friend. them strikers, you won't be getting any pizzas. <laughs> oh, no, if I keep calling them strikers, I'll be getting something other than you. I'll be getting something other than food on my pizza. <laughs> yeah, you will. All right, so in Jesse Rigby, Giancarlo Solazano, or is it Solazano? Solazano. We've heard both. Yep. And Daniel Cutler. Um, out to James Meyer and the Hugo brothers, all of whom have gone to Easts. Yeah, look, I think Brisbane City, I think they... They are a team, I think, they they started slowly last season. They gave the youth a chance, and, and they were probably outside of lines of probably the best team on form in the back end of the season. So I think the expectation will be pretty high um, coming into this season. Um, Jesse Rigby and um, John Carlos Salorzano, I think, are very, very shrewd signings for them. I think they, they'll get that sort of that little bit of guiding experience. And also, I'll be interested to see how Daniel Cutler goes. He was a former Raw youth and played at Morton Bay last season. A good uh, left left back, I think. He, he'll also sort of, you know, go well. So, look, I think City, they, I think they will be hoping that they can obviously improve, keep on building on momentum from the end, back end of last season. I think they really will need to have a big season. Their best thing might actually be then the former Southwest Queensland Thunder coaches now in their academy, Francesco Zanoncelli, who's joining their team. And don't forget, they were the under-18 and 20s champions That's, last year. Yeah. And they've put a real emphasis on bringing through young players from the north side of Brisbane. If they're going to do that, having a coach, I believe he's former AC Milan youth coach as well. So having a coach like that in your setup is a fantastic boost for them. If that's the path they're going to go down, along with what Adam's talked about, where they were mm. quite good at the back end of the season with a lot of those young players stepping in. So. Especially, especially the Fechner brothers. I think I'd love yeah. to see them go on. I think they, they were, yep. when they came into the back end of the season, they really sort of, you know, did well. And you'd hope that they keep on going. But yeah, the, the fact that they hold the 18s and 20s championships mm. shows there's an absolute production line of young players coming through for them. Not to mention Cozzy on the sideline, which will be good for a few fun moments this season, I'm <laughs> yes. sure. All right, now the other Brisbane... Uh, named club is, of course, Brisbane Raw Youth. Yes. It's hard to know with Brisbane Raw Youth where, where they're going to go because obviously there's a high attrition rate. It's hard, like I said, they're, they're, a, they're a side, I guess if you can call it that, in the MPL who, where results are not going to matter as, as much as the performance. They're, their clear uh, mission statement is to develop players and whatnot, which sometimes, especially against some of the t- the sides that have got you know, a lot of senior players, in it, they don't match up as well against some, say, the lesser sides where they do they can match up. So um, it'll be very interesting to see how they go, where this side is going to be the same as their NYL side, minus some of their top players. I, I doubt you'll see a Shannon Brady or a Daniel Leck or even a Macklin Freak run around um, this season in in MPL, I think it'll be the next generation coming through, but it, it's hard to know with them. So you see, you sort of get their chances, you know, at their own peril, basically. The other thing is, with their A League side struggling so badly at the moment, 
Uh, how many of that, that squad are going to get the A-League opportunities at the back end of the season? That'll also impact how they do in the NPL here as well. Certainly. There's a, there's a lot of, I suppose, unknown about the Raw, but yeah. what I'm actually interested to see is when you, we're going to start seeing some of those academy graduates coming through as well. I think this will be the season where we, back in the season, where we'll start seeing those, those, those first academy you know, players start to get their chance at senior level. and. Yeah. Look again. It's it would be as Drew Sherman would say. It'd be more about performance than the result, and that you know in a, in a competition such as this, it may see them closer to the bottom than the top. They so, were sort of a bit last year, young Harry Talbot, fifteen-year-old, got a couple of opportunities. So there's been a couple who've already made their mark in the senior team. I expect more this season. To your point, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, certainly. All right, we're going to move on now to the next group of clubs, starting off with East, and I spoke to Danny Wright, their head coach. Back uh, after that interview. All right, it's East turn on the Brisbane Football Review NPL season preview special. It's James here, and I'm pleased to be joined by East senior men's coach Danny Wright. Danny, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks, James. All right, so first of all, how was your off season? Uh, off season was busy. Uh, basically, we had to um, adjust pretty quickly to uh, promoted club and NPL. Uh, what that meant was not just for our first team, but for the whole club to adjust to the NPL criteria, and obviously the up up. Um, uh, we had to upskill our teams to try and be competitive this year. And obviously you've made some recruitment with that in mind. You've signed a couple of players from NPL clubs last season. Yeah, so I mean, it's important for us to, um, you know, we're not a Lions, but we, we still, we, we're still one of the founding clubs of Brisbane and we, we still have a, a um, you know, aspiration to do well and be competitive in this competition. So... It's important for the club. I know the first team is a focal point and we have strengthened our first team, but I think it's important also for the, the whole club to um, develop a reputation right through our grades of being a competitive club that has um, you know, good values and um, a strong culture. And with that sort of recruitment, how important is it to try and find that balance between bringing in the best available players and promoting, uh, I suppose, uh, development talent? Yeah, it's a good question. So it's something that's um, important for us to sort of try and develop that um, internal pathway for players. Um, we want to make sure that it's not just a glass ceiling and that we don't, um, you know, uh, just bring in players as they're injured or they're out of form, that we, you know, persevere with our young players. Uh, we're a little bit disadvantaged not having that NPL five, four or five years um, of development of 15, 16, 17-year-olds. A lot of our good players, um, some of our good players, had left East to um, to pursue their NPL uh, journey. And that, that's difficult now to for them to return back to our club. So we're behind the eight ball a little bit in that space. So they're the types of players you're talking about, the 17, 18, 19-year-olds that are knocking on the door of first team. So it seems like now we're, we're attracting those players back um, to the club that um, they see East as a, an emerging club, not a, an established Lions or, or Olympic where there's a reputation. I'm not sure how true it is. You have to talk to Mooney about this, but uh, <laughs> of, of just um, bringing in players uh, into their squad. So we think as an emerging club, you know, the young players are you know, more likely to get that opportunity. So some of the players you have brought in, obviously the Hugo brothers from Brisbane City, what can we expect from them this year? Um, so we brought in uh, uh, Tristan and Preston, and I think it's important. I mean, they must get this their whole career like um, to to be bundled together. But they're two very uh, individual players. With um, both have something um, to offer to the team um, in different ways. I think Preston is um, a little bit younger and um, is is uh, plays a more an attacking, um, more dynamic type player. And he's had some pretty good tutelage with um, John Cosmina over at City. So um, we appreciate 
the fact that they're both uh, experienced NPL players. Uh, they've they come from a successful season. I think Preston was uh, Brisbane City's Player of the Year last year, so we're really excited to have um, both Preston and Tristan um, join our group. And they're lovely, lovely guys, and uh, you know they fit in really well with our group. And Carter Glockner from Lions as well. He's obviously going to provide quite a bit of experience. Yeah, Carter's an ex-East player, and um, he bring him home. yeah, bring him home. So you know he's uh, a bit like Jaden Valerazzo. Uh, he's come back to East. Uh, Carter's come back to East after stint at City and Lions. Um, and you know Carter's uh, technically one of the best players in the competition. Uh, he just needs to you know get some confidence back after um, you know basically playing off the bench for Lions most of the last season. But when he did impact, he's a quality player. So it's an abbreviated pre-season. How's that impacted, I suppose, your adaption to NPL? Yeah, so it's, it is abbreviated. But I suppose uh, it's also interrupted. So we had a strong November, December. December, we played a few practice games, but they were interrupted as well. Um, then the Christmas and New Year break. So um, we tried to maintain a strength and conditioning program with the boys. Uh, it is summer. Uh, they do have family holiday commitments, some of the younger ones. So, you know, this tournament here at, at Reichdale is a good opportunity for us to not only first team, but uh, right through our grades to um, get that uh, MPL experience. And it's a good chance tournaments like this to consolidate your squad depth as well? Yeah, sure. So um, we pretty much had our squad sorted by about end of, noct- end of October. Um, there's been a couple of late changes, circumstantial changes um, in the last um, couple of weeks, but we always expected that to be the case. So... First season uh, promoted to the new NPL structure. What constitutes success for East this season? Yeah, so we want to be competitive, not just with our first team, but right across our grades. So I think that's an important measure for the club. Um, from the first team point of view, we've, we've, um, you know, we have aspirations to, to do well every week. Obviously, we're out there to win every game. Uh, we want to play a good, attractive football that attracts more people to our club to watch and, and attracts good quality players to play that style of football. Obviously, um, we also want to develop a winning culture at the club. Um, I think uh, you know, we're considered... Uh, amongst the football community as, as uh, just a bunch of nice guys and our culture at the club is that there, there's some great people at that club sort of thing we don't necessarily have the the um, uh, reputation of, of a, uh, a city or a Lions or Olympic where it's just all about winning um, we do, we do um, think that we can improve on that right throughout our grades um, and that we can retain our community, sense of community within the club but also um, you know develop more of that winning culture well it seems like there's a lot to look forward to this season round one you're starting at Sunshine Coast are you counting down the days to that one yeah sure I'm sure Sunshine Coast have um, improved their squad from last year I think uh, the early in the year they were easy beats and they got a lot, a lot better as the season went on I think they've recruited some uh, more experienced players um, I've had my scouts out there watching them so um, I don't think they're, they're um, necessarily the basket case that everyone was talking about at the beginning of last season I think they've um, they've kind of solidified a little bit with their, um, the core um, part of their team through the centre of the park. So we've done a little bit of homework on it. Um, it's a good challenge for us. It's a good, it's a good um, opportunity for um, uh, the East boys to have a tough pre-season to get out there and um, show, them, show, show the Brisbane public what we got. And I'm sure those scouts didn't mind a trip to the Sunshine Coast over summer. <laughs> no, that's right, yeah. It's, um, look, it, it, you know, the competition in NPL uh, it obviously is a bit of a step up, but I, I don't think... Um, 
I don't think it's not a step too far for us. I don't think we were far off last year. Uh, last year was, um, you know, we, we had a reputation of a, a free-flowing, goal-scoring team um, that we were also a little a, a little bit, um, uh, you know, um, how do you say this, um, uh, leaky defence. Uh, so we, we'd entertaining, win. Yeah, entertaining. Yeah, We'd win games 6-4 and 5-3, that type of thing. So I don't think we can play that Cavalier style of football now. And, and we've recruited... Um, uh, you know, to strengthen definitely the centre of the park and through our defence. Perfect. All right, we're finishing off with two questions yeah. that we're asking everybody. You've got, mm. uh, who's the player that we should be looking out for from your squad this year? Yeah, so a lot of our players in our squad are, uh, you know, easily recognisable. But there's a couple of players in our squad that, that might be of interest to, um, you know, the rest of the, the football community. One is um, a player called Son. Don't ask me how to pronounce his last name. <laughs> uh, he's a Korean midfielder. He plays six, and he's been at our club a couple of years ago. And he went back to Korea, and, and he's back. Um, he's he's a fantastic, um, uh, you know, holding midfielder and a, and a uh, more or less a midfield general. And the other player is our, also our other import is um, a player named Tuck Wusun, who's played in Seoul K2, and he's just um, um, uh, moved to Brisbane, and uh, he's someone to look out for. He's a big, strong one. 87 centimetre striker and he's got a good eye for goal and um, and he's technically one of the best players I've seen in the local competition so definitely one to look out for well you know I was a big fan of any holding midfielder going back to you know Eric Pardle and whatnot I'm looking forward yeah. to seeing Son and obviously aside from East do you have a tip for the title this year yeah look I think um, Lions have got the cash to 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 spend on their squad um, and and I think um, as a dark horse uh, would be um, Peninsula Power who I think um, we're we're quite a competitive team from from last year in the FQPL and I think they'll they'll uh, you know they've got the money also to build their squad and and um, I think they might be a little bit of a dark horse as well. Perfect. Well, Danny, thank you very much for your time. Best of luck this season. Thanks, James. Good luck to you too. And that's what Danny Wright had to say about East. Let's move on to uh, discussing our opinion of East, actually. And they've made quite a bit of an interesting recruiting method to try and uh, get ready for their first season in the NPL. Yeah, look, I, th- I thought in- initially when they lost... Um Lots of players they did obviously thought, oh, you know, their, their, their success was built on, on you know, getting promotion, even though they were a fair way behind Peninsula Power, who we'll get, get on to in a sec. But they, they've recruited pretty well. I think, you know, Preston and Tristan Hugo from City, I think, um, are, are good signings. You know, Preston, we've seen, we've seen at um, Spencer Park, you know, he has a fondness for, you know, hitting a goal from range. Um, look, Tristan Hugo, obviously, he's, he's a good, you know, utility as far as, you know, defensively or midfield. Um, and Carter Glockner as well has come across after the Lions and um, James Meyer goes back to where it all began before he got um, he was picked for the Raw all those years ago. They've also got Matty Byrne I think it was a former Morton Bay defender Yes. Yeah, so he's there as well so they've got some really good players in this squad so I think they're going to be highly competitive this season. Absolutely mm-hmm. I'm actually very happy with that signing of Carter Glockner as well so obviously they've got like they're bringing in people with experience yeah. of not only playing in the NPL but winning. I don't. I don't think we saw the best of of Carter Glockner last season. He he was great the year before for for City, but I don't Didn't think he saw the winner in the FFA Cup against Olympic. He did. He did. Yes. yes. That's probably probably that probably be the highlight for him at, for for Lions. But look, I guess behind that um that squad um the, the striking sort of line at Lions last season, he wasn't going to get many opportunities. So I think this will give him a good opportunity to show what he's capable of. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, uh, let's move on to the other promoted club, which was Peninsula Power, who, let's be honest, crushed all before them in the FQPL last year. Yes, they did. They were superb last year in the FQPL. I think they were basically promoted by the halfway mark of the season. It was utter dominance from them. Yeah, yeah, it was absolutely ridiculous how good 
they were. And now we get to see a real test because their main, well, their most recent experience against an NPL side in a competitive match would have come in that FFA Cup yep. uh, final round qualifier against Lions where they were just out and out blasted yep. 6-0. This was yeah. just around the time when Lions, we were talking about, were really starting to hit their straps. I know Madley didn't play in this game because it was cup tied, but this is when they started to hit their straps. I think they won 6-0 from memory. Yeah, Sean Carlos yep. had a day out. But before that, they also they did play Brisbane Strikers at home in the round before. And I know Strikers, this was right at the start of their troublesome period, but they did beat them quite handily. So it was, That was yeah. a very, very convincing win. I think, yeah. the, and, but I think the, the, the key to it is obviously, they, I think Aaron Phillip up there, I think he's going with the whole notion that to reward the players that got them through last year because Brenton Fox being the only significant sort of signing this season, he comes across from Morton Bay. Um, so they're going to go with pretty much the same squad. But I, I think we said last season that they were probably capable of being in the top yeah. few in, M- in MPL last season when they were yeah. playing in the second division. I think them going up, yeah. I think they're still going to be competitive. Yeah. yeah, one in, one out. Brenton Fox is in, Jordan Dodds goes back to Mitchellson. This yeah. is a really settled squad, actually, because it's largely the team that went to the FFA Cup yeah. round 32 18 months ago, nearly two years ago. This is a team that don't make a lot of changes historically. They stick with their players that they have, and why wouldn't you with the success they've had? They won the BPL, or won the regular season BPL a couple of years ago, I believe, and then lost the grand final. Then last year, obviously, swept all before them in the FQPL, so why would you, why would you change it? It's worked perfectly for them until now. Absolutely. I think there's quite a lot of excitement about uh, what's going on up north there and look that they're, they're going to be a really competitive side I think they're going to finish top half of the table obviously going to yep. tease the predictions I'm not sure about finals but we'll see how they go hmm. alright now we're going to go on to a bridge club right now Gold Coast Knights okay. the other new club coming yes. in which we all remember as Gold Coast City yes a team which last sighted in the MPL finished second were Probably blew their chance at winning the grand, winning the premiership. I believe they lost away to Morton Bay at the back end of that season, right around when they played them in the cup. That loss cost them the premiership, and then they lost to Mort, to um, Western Pride, I beg your pardon, in the semi-finals. This is basically the same side, more or less. It's the same team, basically. They competed in the Gold Coast Premier League last year, and I guess that's really the question. Stepping up from a year off in the NPL, playing in a lesser competition in the Gold Coast Premier League, can they handle that step up? If they can, I don't see any reason why they're not going to be right back to where they were. They've got a lot of uh, quality in that squad. Yeah, even even last season, even though they were playing in a, in a vastly inferior, yeah. inferior competition, you know, you'd almost say this is like a step up from third division up to a top division. You know, we talk about peninsula power. Look, FQPL was still relatively competitive. This was a step down further for Gold Coast Knights. But the only time they had been sighted at that top level was they they, they did um they did go down one 0 to Newcastle Jets in the FA Cup round of thirty two. They went round one 0 I think it was a goal very fairly early on that that did them in. So look, I, I have no doubt that they will be ultra competitive. Um, Sam Smith comes back. Um, he you know he comes back after a year in NPL Victoria, and uh, Jaden Prasad, you know former former Raw youth, and he was playing at Gold Coast um, United last season, and he's now made the switch across town. The thing is with them, they did play three MPL Queensland Cups in their cup run last year and managed to beat all three. They beat Gold mm. Coast, you know, which is obviously massively important for them the first time they played off in that derby. Look forward to seeing that mm. throughout the course of the season. They did also beat Southwest Queensland Thunder in Ipswich, in Toowoomba, beg your pardon, and then they went up to Sunshine Coast for what was a really interesting game at the end of it because it went to extra time and it took two goals in, the, in stoppage time of, of, of um, extra time for them to secure that win over a Sunshine Coast fireside who obviously struggled last year but on that day were quite good so they've shown they can beat NPL sides as well last so, year even when they were playing in the Gold Coast yeah. Premier League. 
Certainly. All right. Now, what we're going to do now is go to our interviews with Gold Coast Knights and Gold Coast United. So we'll be back after those. All right. Up next, it's Gold Coast Knights on the Brisbane Football Review NPL Preview Special. And I'm joined by first team coach, Gray Pittick. Gray, welcome. Cheers. Good to be here. Has your off-season gone well? Yeah, look, we've had uh, um, quite a promising off-season so far, or pre-season. Um, it's been a short one uh, with the early start, so uh, everyone's rushing to, to make sure they're ready in time, but you know, signs are good at this stage. Did that, uh, I suppose, rushed off-season have any impact on your recruitment? Did you try and get as much done as early as possible? Yeah, I think, you know, well, you always try and do that anyway, um, so you're sort of well-established and... and uh, well organised for the start of the season. Yeah, if, if you're recruiting players with, with a week or two to go, it, it, it might mean that you're a bit slow to start. And you know, when we're playing a lot of good sides, you, you don't want to be slow starting the season. Absolutely. So with your pre-season games, obviously you've been trying to cram a few games in through January. For you, is it more important to see a good performance or a good result? Oh, look, it's, it's probably about a performance, uh, first and foremost, and, and building to how we want to play, and, and you know, a byproduct of that should be a result, hopefully. Um, you know, winning's also about a, a habit as well, so uh, regardless of whether it's pre-season or not, you, know, you want to have that winning mentality and that winning attitude, so you know, for, for me, it's sort of performance is important, and obviously you know, making sure then you get a result as well. All right, so we've got quite a few familiar faces from uh, the old Gold Coast City Club here, including yourself. How's the transition been to playing here? Yeah, look, uh, it's uh, been quite a challenge last year, um, playing in the Gold Coast Premier League and having that sort of year year to bide our time and, and come in uh, to the MPL. So uh, that was a bit of a challenge. Um, but, you know, the boys have sort of come through that well and, and learn a lot from that and you know you can just see that you know really uh raring to go to, to get cracking this season speaking of playing in uh, gold coast uh, local competition you guys had a chance to play against a few npl clubs in your ffa cup run last year were you able to take those as sort of measuring sticks yes i think so uh gold coast premier league is certainly a different style of competition and and um you know players and, and clubs have have different challenges and different qualities compared to some of the MPL teams so it was good to see sort of how we matched up against MPL teams last year um, you know having said that we've, we've got a number of players who who played last year who, who are in the team this year and you know we've obviously seen some areas where we needed to improve to to be up there and, and challenging against good MPL sides so I think we think that we've done that and we think the boys are, are really you know ready to go and, and looking forward to the season. Absolutely, and of course you got to play against the A-League side Newcastle Jets in the Cup as well? Yeah, look, that was a good experience, particularly for the boys who, who hadn't done that before. Um, you know, from a, from a performance point of view, the, the performance was really good, to be fair. Uh, if anything, yeah, the performance was, was so good that we really sort of felt a little bit uh, hard done by at the end when we thought, you know, the performance was good enough to actually win that game. So it was probably a little bit of a, a missed opportunity in that sense. Um, so I think the boys, uh, should they get that chance again this year, uh, will be really sort of raring to go and, and learning from that. And, you know, it's all about making the most of your chances. All right, so a couple of players that I'm looking forward to... Well, one player I'm spe- uh, specifically I'm looking forward to see. Sorry, I can't talk right now. <laughs> uh, Sam Smith, you've brought him back as well. So what can we expect to see from him? Oh, look, you can expect to see goals. Um, <laughs> Probably good since he's a striker. Yeah, so look, he's uh, he's really enjoying getting back to the Gold Coast. It's, it's where he wants to be and... Uh, 
and you know he would have obviously stayed had had the issues not happened with Gold Coast City and the club folded. So he had a good year in Melbourne and, and learned a lot there. And um, you know I think he sort of brings a little bit of extra professionalism, professionalism, a little bit of extra quality. He's you know certainly goal hungry, and and you know you can never knock back a goal scorer. Certainly not. And I can imagine just in terms of recruiting in general, you've got a pretty good sales pitch. Hey, come live on the Gold Coast. Yeah, look, yeah, I mean, I probably sifted through 100 emails from, from players who want to come to the Gold Coast, uh, and, and, you know, that's no lie. So um, it takes a lot of work to, to go through those emails and, and check them out and things like that. So, uh, you know, the Gold Coast is a great place to live. Uh, it's a great place for, for people to grow up in, and it's a great place for people to move. So there's always players who want to come. Um, it's about balancing out those guys who, who wish to come versus the boys who are already here and, and doing the job. Uh, and, you know, at the, at the end of the day, you know, we are a Gold Coast club so we do want to be able to do it with Gold Coasters um, and then if there's quality that comes in well then we'll have a look. Certainly and obviously there's quite a good uh, local rivalry we hope that's going to brew between you and Gold Coast United. Are you looking forward to the first derby? Yeah look I think everyone's going to be looking forward to that. Um, you know it's a sort of it, obviously it'll be a rivalry I think you know it'll be a, a friendly rivalry and it'll be a rivalry that sort of drives both clubs uh, to, to perform better on and off the field, which is exactly what I think the Gold Coast needs after what's happened over the previous years and previous clubs. So having two clubs on the Gold Coast, I think is great. It'll, it'll drive both clubs to be better. Certainly. All right, so we're just going to wrap up with a few questions we've been asking everyone. So for Gold Coast Knights, what constitutes a successful season? Oh, look, I think a successful season uh, when you go into any season is to try and win as many games as possible. Um, you know, I think everyone's sort of targeting that, that finals spot and uh, hopefully a, an FFA Cup qualification. I and mean, if we can tick those two boxes, then, then we've had a very good year. Now, I know this might be like asking you to choose your favourite child, but out of your entire squad, is there one player we should really be on the lookout for this year? Oh, look, uh, yes. <laughs> there's, there's probably, I could probably name nine or ten to be honest uh, I'm real happy with with the, how the boys are going at the moment but um, probably one one for me to really watch this year I think he's going to have an out, outstanding year is uh, Nick Panetta um, I think he's really grown and, and learned a lot in the last sort of six months and yeah, I'm expecting him to have a, a breakout year um, and you know along with a couple of others you know Oscar Dillon I think will be great and Jaden Prasad as well Certainly. And finally, obviously, you know, you'll be hoping it's yourself raising the trophy come September, but outside of Gold Coast Knights, do you have a tip? Oh, look, I think it's pretty hard to go past Lions. Uh, they're a quality side, won the comp last year and uh, and look even stronger and probably obviously uh, Olympic are the other ones as well. I mean, I'm looking at the names on Olympic's roster and it's an unbelievable squad. Um, so I'm expecting them to, to be right up there and, and challenging those two teams, challenging for the title. And then, you know, there's probably a handful of sides, you know, looking to make the top four. So, you know, our job being a new club is to get off to a good start and see where that takes us and, and see if we can go on a run. All right. Well, Gray, thank you very much for your time this afternoon. Best of luck for the upcoming season and uh, we look forward to seeing you on the sidelines. Cheers, mate. No, no problems. All right, up next for Gold Coast United on the Brisbane Football Review NPL preview special is Coach Christian Rees. Christian, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. And we're also, of course, joined, as you can hear, by a lot of birds in the background. I think this might be one of our more scenic interviews here at Burley. It's a beautiful spot down here, as there are many on the Gold Coast. But um, tonight we've decided to do our recovery down at beautiful Burley Beach. So That's right. You guys are in the Intercity Cup, so that's going well for you? 
Yeah, well, it's um, you know, it's 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 a bit up and down. Obviously, um, we played last night and we made a few changes, and you can see some of the other teams um, have have done similar things as well. So fitness levels are at, at different points um, with certain players. Um, so um, yeah, we just just trying to find our feet, and I'm trying to find the best formula um, to achieve you know the best results I can moving forward into the season. So, with these preseason tournaments for a coach, is it more important to have a good performance or good results? Uh, well, for me, both really. <laughs> so, um, I always want to win in anything I want to do, but at the same time, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, try and find what fits best within the squad, um, you know, for that, for the strongest eleven that I can put out there, um, especially coming into game one. So, but I've got to keep in mind fitness, um, and I want to, I want to have all the boys fit. And you know, in saying that, you know, there's boys that have come late back from from you know, New Year's Eve holidays and things like that so you know we're not at a pr- professional level so those things I've got to keep in mind that you know boys who come back they'll take longer breaks and they're a little bit underdone so from my point of view it's hard with the season starting so early in the year but they're, they're just you know hurdles you've got to try and overcome. That's right so it's an abbreviated pre-season so did that impact your recruitment at all? Um, uh, not not entirely no I've I, I, Pretty much, um, when I'd spoken to the club, I'd uh, I'd had probably a good, you know, four or five weeks to, to get myself ready and start preparing. Um, and you know, I had a few players in mind. Um, I'd, I'd spent time with Gold Coast City and then with great Gold Coast Knights, um, assisting him last year. So I, I saw a lot of um, a lot of local players that I like like the look of, um, especially a lot of young players coming through. And I, I um, one thing I want to do with my team is is push. Know, young Gold Coast players and, and develop them and, and hopefully they can push on and you know it can be a bit of a platform for these young boys um, to push on from, from Gold Coast United. And I suppose giving these young players a real platform to go through, that's obviously got to be a big selling point for the club? Yeah, well, I'd like to think so. I mean, I think we're in a position where if we build up a good relationship with the local Gold Coast um, clubs that we can, we can look at um, bringing their best players through and, and you know, I've tried to speak to a lot of the, you know, the local coaches and and, and sort of, you know, get their opinions on ideas on local players, and, and you know, a few players have popped up, and we've been lucky enough to sign them. Um, you know, a lot of boys with, with some good potential, um, but first and foremost, they've got great attitudes and the willingness to work, and, and that's pretty much the base of what I look for in a player. You know, to, to want you want to be able to work and, and improve. So yeah, it's it's, it's positive. And although one club you might not have a totally friendly relationship with uh, for the first derby will be Gold Coast Knights. Yeah, well, yeah, it's going to be interesting. A, a derby, and I mean, for me, um, you know, of course, I want to, I want to win all the games I play in. But I think for the Gold Coast football scene in general, it's it's an exciting time with two two teams in the NPL competition. And you know, if they can do well um, and we can do well, then it, it probably shows that there there is a lot of talent on the Gold Coast. And um, you know, it's it's positive for the Gold Coast, and, and, and should, you know, hopefully, we can get a good turnout and, and put on a good performance. And how important is it for you guys having a set home base this year as well? Yeah, well it's of course you want that stability um, with the home base, and you know the board at Gold Coast United have done a fantastic job work at working with the Gold Coast City Council, and they've come together and, and, and they've been managed to um, secure Coplex over at Talabudger, and you know we've we've been on there for um, a month or so now, and it's a fantastic facility and, and got so much potential um, to be like a, a real good sporting hub football on the Gold Coast so we're excited to be there now and we're even more excited for you know, the potential that it holds and 
and, and what you know the club can develop and develop it into in the in the coming years. All right, so we're finishing off with some standard questions across all these clubs. What constitutes a successful season for Gold Coast United? Uh, uh, for me, it's. I mean, I think you've got different sorts of goals um, within the playing group, and and personally, you know, I've, I'm sure there'll be players in the team whose goals are to to, to get in and, and and secure a spot, and then there's going to be players that you know want to score 20 goals, and there's going to be players that are going to want to um, you know not not concede. Um, a lot of goals so I think there's different types of goals within a squad um, for me personally um, I would like to to, to develop players and, and see some young boys to, to, to progress um, and, and you know step up to become professional footballers um, but as a club I just want to know that we've developed we've improved players uh, and hopefully along the way we've achieved some really good results and, and you know we can um, have a good crack at the league and is there any are there any key players that outside observers uh, should be on the lookout for this season? Yeah, well, I think there's a lot, a lot of good Gold Coast talent around, um, and it just really hasn't been tapped into. Obviously, we've we've recruited uh, Michael Thwaite, who is the former uh, Socceroo and Gold Coast United captain from the A League. Uh, Justin Mackay has come over. I'm I'm quite close with and spent a lot of time playing with him. So I expect those two to to show their leadership on the pitch. Um, from a young, from a, a young youth point of view, uh, Braden Steele, um, he's a Gold Coast local. He's he's been really impressive. He's only 18, and uh, uh, Jason Campbell coming out of um, Palm Beach. I play, I spent time with him there as well, and I think he's can really step up and, and have a big impact. Impact, and probably lastly, probably uh, Brandon Reeves. He's got the hunger and desire to score goals, and I think if we can, um, you know, tweak. A few little things that he can he can do well this season and, and, and bag a fair few goals. And obviously, you would like it to be Gold Coast United lifting the trophy come August or September. But if not you, then who's your tip? Well, it's, it's a hard one, I suppose. Um, you'd, you'd like to think Lions. Uh, they've they've got a lot of stability. Um, you know, good solid um, coach has been there a long time. They're, they're bringing players through, and there's a lot of stability there. Um, with Warren Moon and you know they won it last year so you'd think that'd be uh, tipped you know they'd probably be the favourite going into the start of the season um, but you know it's we just have to wait and see how it all pans out a few coaches have come and gone and a few players have changed around so it'll be interesting but it's, it's exciting at the same time so I'm looking forward to it Alright well thank you very much for your time good luck this season No worries thank you very much Up next for Gold Coast United it's Captain Michael Thwaite Michael welcome to the Brisbane Football Review Thank you. Thanks for having me on the show. All right, so you're happy to be back on the Gold Coast? Yeah, very much so. It's been a difficult two years living away from my family who's been based here in Burley, uh, where we are now. Uh, beautiful surrounds, beach, birds, everything. So I'm um, happy to be back. Certainly. I'm sure it was a very hard decision when the offer came. Oh, I think it's always been in my mind. Um, we've been talking about it um, at a board level for a long time. You know, um, Clive, Clive Palmer's old, old lawyer, Jeff Smith, um, got a gang together and, and basically um, started up uh, Gold Coast United again last year. And uh, I'm, I'm grateful to be a part of it again. And you've got some fond memories, obviously, from your time with the original Gold Coast United? Yeah, I guess it's good and bad. Um, most of the players would admit that it's probably the happiest time in, in their careers in the first two years and, and it kind of fell to pieces in the, in the third year um, where a lot of the players left and basically I think Christian and I were left with a, an average age of about 20 or 21 so um, yeah we, we also had 
uh, a really good youth team that, that won the, the National Youth League competition uh, two years in a row. So it was probably a, a good five-year plan in place, um, but it wasn't meant to be. So how is it being coached by an old teammate? Yeah, I think I think we think a lot. We played next to each other as, as centre-back. Um, I think he's a lot more attacking-minded than myself, um, although I've had a, a long pre-season, pre-season under Tony Popovich recently at West Sydney Wanderers, so probably um, swayed my mind defensively as well but yeah I think it's a good balance um, you know I, I like to control the things on the pitch um, and, and Reese has got full control off so um, yeah, very yeah I think it's a good balance. Did he come to you and say look you know I want to lean on you as a leader this year? Yeah I think that that was always my plan to that, that, that's why I came back here um, to, to show my leadership qualities um, you know most of the clubs that I've played out of, of, of being captain and um, you know all part of a leadership group and you know that's that's my ambition is to to, to try and guide and mentor the, the next generation and you know our average age would, would be very very low which is the the point of the MPL anyway I think um, so yeah we're happy about um, the balance of the squad. So have you got any youth players who I suppose you might have taken under your wing who might have professional aspirations going forward? Uh, there's, I think they all do. I think um, if you're playing semi-professional, there, there's a name to be, um, you know, if, if not part of a second division, uh, part of the A-League um, in, in the future. And, um, you know, in, you can see this year there, there's going to be a new Melbourne team. Um, the next year will be a new Sydney team. And why not a, another team from South East Queensland in the third year? Um, and, and it must be their aspirations to, to get into the A-League or, or, or play professionally overseas. And we want to see more NPL players across Australia um, getting a chance at a professional level. So one thing that did stand out from your A-League career were your goal celebrations. Have you got anything special for this year? I don't, I don't think people celebrate goals enough. And, you know, I don't care if it's a friendly match or a, a competitive match. You know, if I score, you're gonna, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to celebrate. So... It's normally um, something out of Michael Jackson's book um, to remember him by, but uh, yeah, the, I had a good time at West Sydney and, and I was able to, to show a celebration for my own region in Cairns and uh, I'll be doing the same this year. Now, you've played in a few rivalries, obviously, with Western Sydney and with Gold Coast United and there's going to be a new one starting up this year with Gold Coast tonight. So are you looking forward to the first derby? I thought the derby was uh, against Brisbane Raw. Oh, well, that too. Yeah, you've got some fond memories playing against Aurora as well, haven't you? I'm only joking. Um, Yeah, I think it's very important. I I saw on Facebook the the live feed that when they played um, the Knights in in the FFA Cup and, um, you know, they had a few thousand people there. And I'm I'm sure it's going to be the same both at Coplex and the Croatian um, club. So I think uh, it's great. It's great for the region. And we want as many football people to come down as possible, um, whether it be north or or, 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 up. South or, or North, um, where, where they're based. So I think it's it's great for the region here. All right. So for you as a player, what constitutes a successful season this year? Uh, look, for me, I don't go into anything um, without trying to win it. That's, uh, I think, you know, at the start of the season, I think every team should aim to to win the, the competition. But I know there's a process in place. I, I look at the statistics very closely. Um, for me, it's about... Um, you know, conceding less than the opposition, and you can see what the the, the Queensland Lions did um, last year. They 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 got to be the main threat. I think they've kept most of the, their squad for the season, and I've I've played them before in the in the FFA Cup as well. I know 
uh, Warren Moon and, and, and what he's like as a coach. Um, but that's got to be the target, I think, uh, for, for everyone under under that. And, you know, if we can improve from, from last year, which was 10th position, um, which is clearly not good enough um, without making finals, um, I think that, that's a bonus. Perfect. All right, well, Michael, thank you very much for your time. Best of luck for the upcoming season. We're looking forward to seeing you on the pitch. Thank you. I appreciate it. Our thanks to the two Gold Coast, Gold Coast clubs there. I'm yes. really losing the ability to talk right now, but let's keep going and talk about Gold Coast United, which we can all be very glad Clive Palmer is not involved with. We yeah. can be. I made that joke last year on our MPL preview special, and it's still funny. I think we've it. seen yeah. enough of Clive Palmer in the media lately, haven't we? I don't think we're going to see more, unfortunately. But, yeah, look, uh, high-profile signing, Michael Thwaite. I think that's a that's a great signing. I think that is huge. That's, that's huge, you Literally know. Too. Yeah, and I think he he'll obviously provide some interest, especially early on as well, to Gold Coast United. Um, Justin Mackay, who's come across from Gold Coast Knights slash Gold Coast C beforehand, um, so there's sort of you know a bit of a defection going the other way. Um, look, I, I think I think they might be a few players short. I think of being competitive at. Um, Sort of against a, a lot stronger squads, but you know they they will have their moments. I think they, I think obviously the experience of Michael Thwaite there. Um, look, anything's possible, but I just think yeah, just feel on paper they may be just a bit behind for this season. Speaking of defections, Christian Reese, the goal, his um, the assistant of Gray Pittick at Gold Coast United last year, will now be the head coach of Gold Coast United. Obviously, synergy with him as obviously he's a former player at Gold Coast United in the A League, so that works quite well. The other good thing for them is they've now got a base down, I believe, on. Right down the southern end of the Gold Coast. Talabadra. Yep, they've got their own base now, which is good for them. So that's going to be really good for them to set their club up. And it'll, geographically, it works as well with Gold Coast Knights up at Coomera. So that, it's quite a nice geographical divide for them on the Gold Coast. So it works quite well I think for them got, to have they, that base now for them to build as a club. I think the Gold Coast Derby, I think while I would say Knights on paper are probably the stronger team, as we say with derbies, you did the form line until it goes out the window. I think that's something that they can really sort of, you know, both teams can really sort of embrace. Yeah, as I said, I'm very much looking forward to those two derbies mm. this year. It's a really good extra element to the competition the league didn't have last year. Yeah, I think just in a little bit more of a local rivalry yeah. as well. And obviously, you know, you never turned yeah. down a trip down yeah. down the coast, right? Yeah, there's plenty of good derbies in the Brisbane area, but to have one in a regional area is really good. So It's good for, good for those supporters on the Gold yeah. Coast. I'm actually just having a bit of a look around, and I'm pretty sure I'll be down uh, the Gold Coast for their home game on the 6th of July. So I guess I'll be covering that one, won't I, guys? Yep. If you want to. Anyway, we'll move on. Anyway, <laughs> yes. All right, so let's move on to the next club as I bring up the run sheet again. The Up on the other coast, Sunshine Coast Fire. Now, look, let's be honest. They were not good last year, but they should improve this year, right? Well, they... Took steps to improve by bringing back their coach from their glory days in the football Queensland, oh, the Queensland State League, I beg your pardon, Richard Hudson. But I believe just after Christmas or early into the new year, he had to hand his, his resignation. So I don't know where we're at with Sunshine Coast. I mean, it looked like they were starting to take steps forward. Hopefully they do because back in the day, that was a very strong club. And if they can get back to that, be a good club on the Sunshine Coast. Another regional area well, well stocked, but I'm not sure where we're at with them, unfortunately. We haven't heard too many... Too much news from them in regarding to signings or even preseason results, so I'm not sure where we're at with them. I think um, they they can't be worse than they were last season. I think uh, they're I think not going to give nearly, up 15 goals in a game. You you would you would hope not. <laughs> you you would hope not. Like I, I don't I don't know if it'll be enough to to avoid relegation. 
given the given the relative strength of the competition that you know and that many clubs have strength in their rosters, but surely they can't be as bad as they were last season. They were just yeah. They Hope were, not for the sake of the competition. Yeah. You don't want teams. Obviously, someone has to be at the bottom. But you don't want them to be that far. Especially adrift. in a thirty match season, you yeah. don't want a team that you know is almost a second buy. Yeah. Yeah. Or you don't want a side that's going to be relegated. You know, by the time round twenty's been played. Yeah. Right, let's go on to the next regional club, which is, I'm going to say this once for, you know, one-time guest of the show, Vince Rigari, Mackay and Sundays, Magpies, Crusaders, United FC. But from here on out, they're going to be called something much shorter. He'd be so proud you called them that again. I hope he still <laughs> listens, otherwise that really wasn't worth it. Yeah. Well, that'll be interesting because obviously they are now the only club from the northern half of the state in the competition. So it'll be interesting to see if they've picked up any players from... North Queensland, United and Kansas. See, we're unaware of too many of their new songs. They have made one that I'm aware of, Shane McInerney, an a Irish defender from the UK, which is interesting to see how he goes. They picked up a couple of players from Western Pride as well, I believe. So it'll be interesting to see how they go because they they did quite well last year. Once they got their, their feet set in terms of being in the competition the second half of the year, they, were, they put together mid-table form and went from a relegation position to a very comfortable mid-table spot. So if they can keep that up and continue to progress, they can be a highly viable team in this competition. Oh, look, I, th- I think that they, they could be the big mover, I think, from their position last season to this season. Um, but for me, um, I actually think the biggest uh, move they made was their, their attentions. Now, Michael Lyle, Michael Lyle and Cole Markham up front were a very, very good, you know, a combination. They really, you know, they can really sort of the guys. Especially Lyle. He yeah. he could be one of the better strikers in the competition. So to, to hold on to them, rebuilding sort of, you know, in other areas where they were sort of, you know, a bit lacking last season. And I think they they could be a mid-table team. A hundred and something goals conceded last year, though. That's got to change. It 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 did change towards the back end of the season. I know they got beaten handily in their final away game of the season to Brisbane Strikers in a game that meant not much to other team. But the second half of the year, they were quite good. So. If that's a sign of progression for them, which I think it is, then that's very encouraging because we do need a team up in the northern part of the state to be competitive. I got myself confused. I'm sorry. I tuned out and was talking about Sunshine Coast there for a second. I had a very special moment right now. The coffee's really wearing off. Anyway, yes, Mackay, I think they're going to be a very good mid-table team. I think that's actually, what, in almost 100 episodes, that's the first time I've been caught out not listening. I think it is, actually. (laughs) And we might have to make a trip up there as well at some point, find a long weekend to make a road trip up to Mackay. Boys' trip sounds good to me. Boys' trip. And we can just uh, pay a visit up to where I used to live in Early Beach. (laughs) All right. Now we're going to throw to our final round of interviews and uh, hear what Redlands United and South West Queensland Thunder had to say. We'll be back after this. Joining us from Redlands United on the Brisbane Football Review NPL Preview Special is the head coach, Cleverson. Welcome to the show. Thank you. It's a pleasure to, to be on the show and uh, enjoy you guys. It's a, just a very pleasure. All right. So, first full season in charge. Are you happy to be here? He's very happy. He's a big challenge and uh, I love challenges. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I saw just before you got your A licence. So, yeah. looking forward to putting those lessons to use. Oh, yeah. It's I was um, in Brazil for a month or so, and um, not easy. <laughs> I'm still doing all my homework. It's still not done, and uh, but uh, excited to put it in. some ideas we have down there with the other coaches. Put it through over here and uh, give a little bit different culture for Brisbane, especially South American culture. Bring on to to the Brisbane. So you've obviously got quite a wealth of international experience. Are you going to try and tap into that network of contacts you made through your playing career? Yeah, 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 definitely. Because um, when you play in that level, in the high level, and you drop to be 
a code. Uh, the first thing I was trying to do is just learn. I don't, don't try to jump in straight away to be a head coach. Então, I went to understand a little bit about football and the use and stuff like that. Então, it took me 10 years to study. For I have my first challenge here in Redlands, and um, I think we have everything to be very successful. Speaking of which, I actually noticed you are about to do some work with the youth skills acquisition team out there. So, how important is it for you to try and work right down to the uh, really junior levels of the club? Yeah, trust me or not, <laughs> but it's my second club here in Brisbane. Uh, before I enjoy, I enjoy the, the the first team, I asked for be a coach for the U9s because I think that's where everything begins and um, majority of my players, my senior players sometimes have so much to do exactly the same as U9 <laughs> my other nines and uh, it's explained everything it's sometimes back in there they didn't have a proper coach with a license so that's why they sometimes miss gaps, you know what I mean? So it's very important to know only the United, but the whole club, make sure we have a coach with license because that, that license, what we learn when we do the license, we can just understand a little bit about football. When you have all, all people volunteer in the club, for sure they know you understand uh, about technical, tactical, everything together. You just put the boys for run, that's it. But footballs all have steps and you need to f- f- uh, follow that steps through and understand what's a um, periodic part of part of football coming from. So when you have volunteers, they have no clue about that. That's why I make sure Redlands, every single uh, use have a proper coach with license. Perfect. So, obviously, during your playing career, you're a defender. and Last year, Redlands gave up 81 goals. So, are you looking to try and... Is that your first priority, to try and shore up the back line for the NPL side? Yeah, any, any, any team around the world, the first thing is you need to defend pretty well. If you defend pretty well, it's give you confidence to attack very well as well. And when you defend like a team, when you go for attack, you attack like a team. So, that means... In the game, if you have strong defense, when we talk about defending only the back line, we talk about the whole team defending well, of course you get all the confidence to attack well as well. My goal is to increase these numbers, also stop that many goals we concerned last year, or the two last years here, Redlands have been concerning too many goals to the other teams, and if you can stop that and double up these goals, we will be very successful. I'm sure a lot of those forwards are looking forward to doing the defensive work as well. Oh, yeah, for sure. Last year, well, uh, one of them, now Shuto, last year he scored 29 goals. Also, he's uh, already started the season. Two friendly games. He scored a hat-trick last week. And um, he's pretty happy and confident. But also, he never had that responsibility to help the back line. And now he's understanding a little bit more. He said to me last year he's played a little bit with freedom. I don't want to take away this freedom for him, but he needs to understand we we need to play as a team, attack as a team, and we will get the result. All right, so we're going to close this off with a few questions that we're asking for everyone. So obviously week one's 
not too far away. You guys are going to Brisbane City for that. So how are you dealing with, I suppose, uh, anxiety and excitement about getting the season started? Very excited, especially it's in the city where I live, you know what I mean? Very beside me and you stand. But what I try to say to the boys is when we look at the table and the draw, it's home and away and stuff like that. You need to understand we are in Brisbane. No matter what, we're in Brisbane. Town. I look at the games, we're always at home. That's the boys have been looking for as well. It's very, everyone excited. All the players at the moment have just a little bit cold inside the tomb. It's good, you know what I mean? I've been saying that to them. They can't wait for the season starts, for the kickoff. But what we try to do is, well, cool it a little bit down, you know. But as a player, every single game I play before, I always have that feeling. If you lost that feeling, that means you cannot play football, you know. And I'm sure they're going to be glad to be out of pre-season training because I'm sure you've been working them very hard. Yeah, definitely. It's just all about at the moment. At the moment, so was the pre-season was about the physical, technical, tactical. Telling the boys is a little bit over. They want a game all the time. We have a game tomorrow again. Telling the boys just looking forward for the season start. I'm looking forward too, but we need to just control these desires and things we have at the moment. Because otherwise we can just put it just in the field and it's not, not very great when you have all these desires inside the field. can turn it for a bad, very bad rabbit for us and uh, we try to control with different things. Little barbecue, little swimming pool, we hang with the boys a little bit and do something for fun all the time. That's how we try to control all these desires and yeah, other stuff. All right, so who's one player in your squad that if you're coming to a Redlands United game, you should be on the lookout for? Uh, and my players. I don't <laughs> pick one player. Uh, I look as a team. Uh, and when you look as a team, you don't pick any kind of players. You, you look all your players exactly the same because they are all good and they are special. So I think so. Brisbane City, not only Brisbane City, but all the teams up there need to look look Redlands a little bit different for the last few years because we come hungry for football. All right, and finally now, I know you're obviously setting out with uh, title aspirations, but if not Redlands, who is your title tip for 2019 in the NPL? <laughs> Always Redlands. I mean, Red, man. Forever Red. <laughs> All right, well, Cleverson, thank you very much for your time. Best of luck for the upcoming season and looking forward to seeing you guys out there. Thank you so much for the opportunity to speak to you guys. All the best for us in the, the new season. Thank you. Up next on the Brisbane Football Review NPL season preview special is Southwest Queensland Thunder captain Jacob Bibby. Jacob, thanks for joining us. No worries, thank you very much. So, how was your off season? Yeah, it was good. <laughs> I think um, everyone enjoys a break, especially over Christmas, and you know it's a time to relax and enjoy. And of course, you know the team's back into pre-season now. I'm sure everyone's been working hard. Yeah, pre-season's always the hardest time of the year. You come back, you got a lot of work to do, and. You know, it's good you get new players, but then it's finding your spot again, making sure everyone's working together, and you know, it's a bit of work. So you're involved in the silver boot and playing Lions tonight. How much are you looking forward to getting to test yourself against last season's champions? Yeah, it's going to be good. Like, if you have to have a benchmark about like where you want to aim to, like Lions have definitely got a good squad. I think it's even stronger than last year. So, like this time last year, we went against them nil all in the normal time. We lost in penalties. So be interesting to see how we compare at the start of this season. All right, so last season you guys finished seventh. What areas did you set out to address as a club overall uh, going into 2019? 
The biggest part for us was definitely going to be focusing on having that same intensity and competitiveness from the start of a season. Because last season, it wasn't until about halfway through that we kind of realised that, you know, we were going to create our own outcomes. And, and that was when we all kind of came together as a team and realised, like, if we want to do this, we've got to put in, put in more and everyone has to lift. And, and that's what we did. And then basically the second half of the season is what got us to seventh. Before that, we are at the bottom of the table. So it was a big comeback for us. And so we want to keep that going all the way through. So looking through some of the signings you guys have announced for this NPL season, you've got a lot of local products. How important is it for you guys to have a pathway for local juniors? I think Thunder has always done a better job at having people come right the way through. You know, like we've got a very strong pathway for players to grow up. And the players that are coming through now are they're technically better than I am like it's just it's just that game maturity and because they get experience and exposure early on they always end up developing into better players and then you know we see them leave we see them go overseas we see them move on to bigger and better clubs and that's great for them and you know we're happy for them and obviously the benefit of playing together through the age groups helps them develop combinations a bit more quickly when the season starts yeah yeah we definitely have that we have a big family culture you know everyone gets behind each other and and so when they come up, you know, it's only a supportive atmosphere. We're very encouraging. We're very keen to have them there. Like, they're good players and just need to show them how to do it. And obviously with such a strong local presence, you get quite a good uh, home ground advantage out in Toowoomba. Yeah, I, I've actually noticed that going to a lot of the games away. I think, I think we have one of the best, like, atmospheres when it comes to a home crowd. Um, you know, I think when we went up to a couple of the other clubs, there was, there was not much presence at all. But, you know, everyone seems to get around us at home and hopefully that only grows, you know. Like, we definitely want to get bigger and want to have more people get involved. Perfect. All right, so one non-local signing I'm interested to see later on in the season is James Aguita. What do you think he's going to bring to the side? He's very good technically, very good in the small space. He plays a lot of, a lot of futsal as well, so that's really helped him. So he's on the ball skills is, is where he's best. And he's also left-sided, so he can play anywhere up, up on the left. And we lack that a lot, you know, predominantly right-footed. And so to have that extra experience on the left and someone who can get out of tricky situations is definitely going to benefit us. All right, and you've got a pretty tough test first up uh, away to Brisbane Strikers. So are you counting down the days to round one? Yeah, yeah, we'll definitely be keen. It's obviously the, the biggest problem, I think, this season is that it's been pushed forward. It's a longer season as well, so it's not as much time to prepare. You know, silver boots crammed into all of two weeks, so... It's definitely going to be tougher, but we're excited for it. Now, obviously, aside from yourself, uh, who's the player in your squad we should be looking out for this year? Aside from myself, <laughs> I wouldn't have put myself as someone to look out well, for. Well, as a captain, you know, you've got to do some self-promotion. <laughs> no, um, I, think, I think we can expect some big things from our younger players, to yep. be honest, because they haven't had really any exposure up to yet. But, you know, we've got Luke Lister, we've got Keanu, we've got... Fletcher, like all these boys are coming up, they're all 17 years old and, you know, they're looking at the moment strong players and got to be in the starting lineup each and every week. And I think as they go on and they get a little bit more game maturity, they're going to be, you know, like integral to our team. So I think they're going to be good players to look out for. All right, well, last question. What constitutes a successful season for Thunder this year? I think the biggest part of, for us, something that we, we lacked earlier on is, is belief in ourselves. Because we've always been a smaller club. We've always been a club with players that haven't had as much experience. We've always been a younger side. And so it's having that belief that we can stick it with these guys who are older, who are stronger, who are faster, who may have had more experience. And then when it's coming up against them, once we believe in ourselves and then we bring our work ethic and our intensity, that's when we, like, we win games. Perfect. All right, well, thank you very much for your time. Good luck for the season coming. Thank you very much. 
All right, so those were the final two interviews of the Brisbane Football Review NPL Preview Special, and let's start off talking about Redlands. Now, I just want to talk about uh, what Cleberson's going to bring to the club. I don't know if like, what he's going to do in terms of defensive solidarity. Obviously, we talked about that in the interview, but he's going to bring so much energy to that team. Well, hopefully they can bring defensive steals like he brought to Wellington, because he's obviously a former A-League player, which is important. So they do need to improve defensively, though, because that was their real weakness last year. I know They could score for fun. Yeah, and... they've, I know they've lost their inspirational captain and talisman, Graham Fife, but they still got Shuto Kubiyama, who's a really good striker in this league as well. So they've got players in that front though who can score the goals for them, but defensively is where they really have to improve. I know they've put a lot of young players in, but hopefully they've brought in one or two experienced players at the back just to help them along. Yeah, one of our favourite players, Shuto. Yeah, look, the, the champions of, of two seasons ago, it's been, a, it's been a dramatic fall from grace for them. Three, three seasons, seasons ago. ago. Sorry, yeah, that's right, we're in 2019. Um, Can you yeah, tell we've been recording for a while this afternoon? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, look, so, but either, either way, it's been a dramatic fall from grace for them and look, you'd hope that they can, they can sort of stop the rot because yeah, otherwise they might be going down yeah. the trap door as yeah. well. They did really well to escape the relegation positions last year, which obviously in the end there was no relegation, but they did well to escape that bottom two at the back end of the season. Hopefully that's a sign they did improve. They did find something at the back end, but they've lost a fair few players again, so it could be a bit of a case of starting over again for them. Certainly. All right, now let's uh, also quickly touch on Southwest Queensland, another place that I'm very keen to see a home game at. Yes, somewhat definitely keen to get out there, and another club who's maybe starting over again. They've got a new coach out there now, and they've lost a couple of key players we talked about earlier. And last year they did quite well actually to get the first top half finish for them, which was really impressive. But and it was on the back of a very strong second half of the season. Yes, as well. it was. So they were very good actually in terms of their ability to pick up results at home. So if they can can continue that, they can have another good season where they maybe push for that mid table. But with the players they've lost, it's just hard to see it. Yeah. I have to see it to believe it with them. They've lost some really good players, which is unfortunate because they were starting to build something good out there. Unless they've got a few hidden gems up on the range, I think yep. they're, they're going to struggle. I think losing Chris Hatfield was a hammer blow yep. to them. Um, he, you know, going to he going the lines. Um, also losing Mustafa Jafari. Yep. So look, you'd, you'd hope you'd hope that they don't digress to the bad old days where they where they basically concede a hundred goals in a season in their in the inaugural NPL season. So look, I think there's going to be a backward step. Let's just hope it's not that far back. Yeah, certainly. All right, now just let's finish off with a couple of quick predictions. So top four sides, Scott. Okay, do you want me in order or just any just, order? Uh, blocked. Okay, so Boxed, I think whatever Lions, Olympic and Gold Coast Knights, I believe, will all be in the top four. The fourth spot's interesting. It could go to any number of clubs. You're looking at Peninsula Power. You're looking at potentially East. Um, a couple of strikers. Brisbane City, perhaps. Morton Bay are always there or thereabouts. It's going to be very interesting for that fourth spot. If I have to pick one, I'll go with Peninsula Power. Winning form in the FQPL, I think, matters. They showed they can compete in the NPL. I think they'll get the fourth spot. So for me, Lions, Olympic, Gold Coast Knights and Peninsula Power. Look, I'm, I'm basically the same. You know, the top three, I think they're there. I think they're a class above. I think uh, Lions, Olympic, and Gold Coast Knights. I think they're going to be. They, I think any of those three sides are not there. They'd be supremely disappointed. Four fourth, I'm going to throw in Brisbane City. I think that they their form at the end of last season, the fact that they've got such a you know hotbed of youth coming through, um, there's surely going to be a couple of players that are going to make their announcements, you know, as as senior players at that level this season that they could re- sort of push them along. But look, I also think that you know that fourth spot could be any number of five yeah. teams perhaps. So I say City to finish fourth, but it wouldn't shock me that the likes of strikers East, um, Morton Bay, uh, and even 
look, even a team like uh, Magpies Crusaders could, yeah. if they have a really good season, could be in that, that race. Yes, now I actually know which team we're talking about when it comes to Magpies Crusaders. <laughs> I'm actually going to basically echo your top four. You've got Lions, Olympic, Moreton Bay, yes? Oh, no, Gold Coast Knights, sorry. Yep. And I'm also going to go with Brisbane City to finish fourth. Now, Scott, Adam, yep. thank you. Yeah, okay. Thank you. That's going to wrap up our yep. pre- NPL preview special. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And we should also say a big thank you to the clubs that uh, we were able to get to uh, in the last couple yep. of weeks trying to line up these interviews. We do appreciate their Absolutely. cooperation. Absolutely. And we'll be getting out to plenty of the grounds during the regular season. Yeah, I think yeah. we're going to try and cross off all 15 clubs. So we'll yeah. see how we go. Once again, thanks, everyone, for listening. This has been the Brisbane Football Review NPL preview special. Enjoy the season.